Being in the body of Christ is an awesome responsibility. Really, it is. Okay, so uh, you can put there uh, Hebrews 12, 26 through 29. Well, actually even into 13, 1. You know what, it, <clears throat> it also says in uh, Acts 3.19, you don't have to put that up there, though. That's a good one right there. Yeah. Say that Acts 3.19 says, so repent and change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean, and that times of refreshing, and I found out that another word for that in the Greek is revival. <laughs> for times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat. You know what I mean? The heat's on, the problems, the darkness, okay? Of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. So the presence of the Lord, which is Actually, the glory brings revival. In Hebrews 12, 26. Okay, so repent. Oh, okay, she got that one up there. Okay. Or he does, or somebody does. Oh, you're over there. I thought you were in Auburn. <laughs> I called Alicia yesterday to wish her happy birthday. And I... And this uh, person answered, and, hello? I said, oh, hi, is this Alicia? Yes. And I went, is everything okay? Because she doesn't sound like that on the phone. And they said, yeah, everything is okay. And finally, I, I said, well, where are you? And they said, Auburn, Nebraska. And I went, Auburn. And I went, oh, I bet you're at a gymnastics meet. Duh. I gave that girl a suggestion. She said, yeah. <laughs> I, asked, I asked her today, and she said, I never called her. And, I, and then that, that person even texted me. <laughs> I said, well, will you be in church in the morning? Um, uh, well, yeah, I th uh, yeah. And then, then she texted me, that girl, and said, no, no, we won't. No, I won't. I'll show it. I wish I brought my phone, but I didn't. But I was concerned because she sounded so t so tiny and or something. She sounded like something was wrong. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay. So where am I? Hebrews twelve verse twenty six. All right. Then at Mount Sinai, the Lord's voice shook the earth. And now he has given a promise. Okay, he gave a promise at Mount Sinai, all right? Once more, I'm going to shake and make tremble not only the earth, but the starry heavens. We're in that time. <laughs> Whew, this was in the book of Hebrews. Now this expression, yet once more, indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. Yeah. That is of that which has been created, 
in order that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. So see, God can shake things in us and show us that you, you mouth might drop to the floor and think, because that's what's, I mean, little tweaks, little things. And that in order that, and see, the starry heavens are being shaken, the earth is being shaken with, with different storms, with different hurricanes, with, you know, even the tsunami that happened a few, you know, a while back. And that actually threw it off its axis, A-X-I-S. <laughs> and, um, but, but then there will be shakings in the home, shakings in the church, shakings in business. Shakings individually, shaking us like the earthquakes are shaking, like the uh, all of those things that are happening, and um, and it's to to rearrange to change. So let us verse twenty eight. Let us therefore see. And let me read that again. Now this expression, verse twenty seven once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. That is of that which has been created in order that what cannot be shaken will remain and continue. Lots of churches were closed down, even during COVID. Let us therefore receiving a kingdom Receive the kingdom of God that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. Offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship. With modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. Never do we take glory for the things that we do. Never take glory for them. It's God who does it. For God, our God, indeed, is a consuming fire. Amen. Keep going. Next verse. Let love for your fellow believers continue and be a fixed practice with you. Never let it fail. Yeah, Kleenex. Kleenex? Okay. See, all right. See, that's another thing. We think we're walking in love, and that there has to be more. You read the love confession. We've given you the opportunity of all kinds of different pamphlets, even from Nancy Dufresne. Like this one, it tells all kinds of translations instead of just the King James and the Amplified. There's more. Love makes no parade of itself. It makes no airs. It's never selfish or irritated or resentful. Yeah. <laughs> I was irritated the other day. <laughs> See what I mean? I got to tweak it. <laughs> it's never glad when others go wrong. It's always slow to expose. See, those are just little, um, it, you know, and the one in the Amplified. And, okay, if I asked you, where is that? Where is the love confession in the Amplified Bible? First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Right. Now I don't expect everybody to, you know, if you're okay, but okay, good. So do not forget 
or neglect or refuse to extend hospitality to strangers in the brotherhood. Next verse. Being friendly, cordial, gracious, sharing the comforts of your home and doing your part generously. For through it, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison. Let marriage be held in honor. See, read the word and you'll know what to tweak. There's a whole bunch of stuff in Romans. <laughs> Let your character be free from the love of money. <laughs> see, it, it's just, it, okay, you say, were you saying that wealth's going to come to us? Yeah, see, God wants you to get to the point where you don't love the money, but you love what you can help to get into the gospel. You know, or, or to help people. So, so this is all speaking about things God intends to do. Read the word and, and just look what it says. Get through it. See, um, it, it's happening right in our midst. And it's, this prophecy is being fulfilled now. And the more is being fulfilled than ever in the history of the world. And it goes along with that whole thing in Haggai that I said. You know, the silver and the gold belongs to the Lord, but it's going to be the wealth of the wicked is going to, it's going to come into your hands. See, entire nations are being shaken to the core right now. Aren't they? Really? They are. They're experiencing civil wars. They're being ripped apart. And even people are being shaken. And the next thing is fill God on his agenda is that he's going to fill his house with glory. That's why in Hebrews 10, 25, it says, assemble together as never before. Actually, that's not in my notes, but I'm pretty close to it, and I'll read it. It's 10, 25. I'm not going to wait, though. I'm just going to, so we can get. All right, let's go. Verse 24, it says, and let us consider and give attention and continuous care to watching over one another studying how we may stir up other people, stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. How? You know what? I mean, and love isn't wishy-washy and let everybody do what they want. Love says quit the pouting. Love says quit the drama. Quit the thinking about all that stuff. It does. Because... Oh man, I don't know. I just, there's so much I want to say. Not forsaking, now here it is, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see that day approaching, which we are seeing it approach. See, he's going to fill his house with glory. And I had a little note on the side. It says he's going to fill the body of Christ individually and corporately. He's going to fill your own house where you live with glory too. But see, sometimes and there's been inklings of the glory, but it doesn't even look like the glory is coming because sin is so rampant right, right now. It's <laughs> no restraint where perversion is concerned, none, right? right? There's no restraint. Right. I mean, and there's like, 
in Canada, 80-some genders or whatever. I, you know, you're part cow and part human. And I mean, I talk to people from Canada when we go. There's a lot of preachers from Canada who have been persecuted even. And, um, and it's, it's terrible in the schools. And, um, and it, now it's here. See, what does God have to do to get rid of the darkness? He has to turn on the light. Where is the light? The light is in the word of God and in the Holy Spirit. See, but Romans 5.20, at the end of the verse, it says, where sin does abound, grace starts to come in and abound even more to overcome the sin. But we're in it, and that's you, though. And so you have to live like the glory is here. Get your house in order. <laughs> um, let's see. I got, okay, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19. I've got three, four sermons up here. You're not going to get them all. Because <laughs> it wasn't sure what God wanted. <laughs> 1 Peter 4, 12. Okay, uh, stuff in front, before that is so good too though. Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. That God never tests us, but there have been many, many, he's proving that stuff is happening. And I'm telling you, it's not been, there's been a lot of attacks and a lot of stuff. But see, that's where you get stronger and stronger because you go through it and you win. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just want to uh, <laughs> quit. Sure, so do I. <laughs> you know, and even physically, it's been attacking me. Um, it's testing your quality as though something strange and unusual and alien to you and your position were befalling you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, rejoice. See, and, and sometimes you have to resist your flesh and what it wants. Even when you're in pain, don't baby yourself. Are you kidding? I can't. Okay. <laughs> So I'm having lots of, you know, like, I wasn't, I won't, okay. So, okay, in my knee, okay, so I go, great. I come in here and I'm going, oh, swollen. And it's swollen right now. I don't really give a hang. <laughs> I'm going to stand up here. I even brought a different pair of shoes along. But I want my shoes to match. <laughs> See, you know what? You don't understand. <laughs> they want to give me a walker. They want to give me a cane. I'm not doing that stuff. <laughs> I'm very short on one side. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you know what? You have got to kid. There is nothing that I wanted to do more than this in my life, even right now. And I'm not done. I'm just not done with it. <laughs> and see, the enemy, enemy will try to stop you. I'm just trying to be keep moving on. Because you can do it. <laughs> you can, you can, you can. <laughs> but insofar as you are sharing, resist your flesh. Resist the cares and all the stuff. 
and rejoice so that when his glory, full of radiance and splendor, is revealed, you will rejoice with triumph exultantly. If you are censured and suffer abuse because you bear the name of Christ, blessed are you. And that hurts too. <laughs> it does. You know, we think that's funny. I, do you remember? Whoo! Think some, some people are being abused horribly. There is more, did you know that there's more Christians uh, being persecuted than ever in the history of the church? Wow. Ever. We saw all those in Rome when they were stuck with, with you know, like bulls would come against them or, or um, Nero would take him and light him up at night, throw gas on him so he could light up his garden and sit there. All, uh, just all kinds of stuff. But I, I'm not trying to be gross. But um, <laughs> it says, happy, fortunate to be envied with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation is the blessing, regardless of your outward condition. Because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God is resting upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Okay, let none of you suffer, though, as a murderer or a thief or a criminal or a mischief maker or a meddler in the affairs of others infringing on their rights. <laughs> you know, okay, if, if you haven't been paying your bills and the creditor's calling you, you don't have to go and swear at them when they call you because you're at fault. <laughs> I, you know what? I never could understand that. This lady said, well, it just isn't right because I got overdrawn at the bank. And I went, what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that would scare me. I would almost, I mean, maybe I didn't have things, but <laughs> you know what? You got to just pay your bills. Have a good reputation or somebody's not going to listen to you when you want to preach the gospel either. I'll tell you what, it was hard to get a, uh, at first, to get a loan, because they said churches usually back out, yeah. I, and I, I thought, they don't know me, they don't know me, they don't know me, they don't even know how much money I got. And we may have looked like this tiny little old yeah. building yeah. that I had money saved. <laughs> and then we even put our house up to get this, but paid it off in, dis yeah. it was paid off in 10 months. $42,000. And, and then the church was paid. See, but you got to know how to it's just keep your word with and have integrity. Okay. But if one is ill-treated, let's go to the next verse. If one is ill-treated and suffers as a Christian, which he is contemptuously called, let him not be ashamed, but give glory to God that he is deemed worthy to suffer in his name. For the time has arrived for judgment to begin with the household of God. And it begins with us. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not respect or believe or obey the good news of the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved, what will become of the godless and wicked? Therefore, those who are ill-treated and suffered in accordance with God's will must do right and commit their souls in charge as a deposit 
to the one. We commit our souls. We commit our body. We commit our mind, will, and emotions. We commit that to you, God. You know what? And it's actually more fun in your life. <laughs> it's more. It's better. Yeah. And he will never fail them. God always comes through for you. Even when you think you've really goofed up and you're so mad at yourself. Believe me, I do it too. Okay. Ooh, there's so much. See, I warn and counsel. Go on. I warn and counsel the elders among you, the pastors and spiritual guides of the church as a fellow elder and as an eyewitness called to testify of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a sharer in the glory, the honor and splendor that is to be revealed, disclosed, and unfolded. He's warning the pastors. He's warning the fivefold ministry. You tend. And it said, feed the flock of God. Feed them the word. Guard them, guide them, and fold them. If I say something to you and it sounds like correction, it's because I love you. We love you. That it's because of love. It's because of what what you know and what you've heard lately. Oh, it's like you know uh, to your children. You don't just let them run across the street when a truck's coming. You're certainly not loving them. And then you can tell somebody might be heading the wrong way. And you're trying, just trying to correct them. I'm offended. I'm leaving. <laughs> See, tend, feed, nurture, guard, guide. You don't understand. It's like a parent with their child. When you, you get it, if you get, you get the pastor's heart, it is. It really feels that way. Guard and guide, guide, guard, fold, feed, nurture, tend to, feed them, <laughs> stake <laughs> the flock of God that is your responsibility, but not by coercion. That coercion is the practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. That's not right. But willingly, um, I was looking on. Okay, you demand, you pressure them, you're insistent, forced to act in a way contrary to their own interests. Uh, constraint means limitation or restriction or control. It, whenever, don't control anybody. No, nobody's. You know, you, you're not. We're not to control you at all. But um, not dishonorably motivated by the advantages and profits belonging to the office, but eagerly and cheerfully. Not domineering as arrogant or dictatorial and overbearing persons over those in your charge, but being examples, patterns, and models of Christian living to the flock, the congregation. And then when the chief shepherd is revealed, you will win the conqueror's crown of glory. See, but, and see, and it keeps going on and on and on. Clothe, apron yourself with humility, all of everybody. Amen. Casting the cares of your next verse. Read this. See, this tells you how to live. Read the Bible. Yeah. Read it yeah. and take it in. Yeah. Um, please. So I, I can tell you most Christians don't read it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how 
much you don't know how to read, you start doing this. And I know so many people who didn't know how to read, start reading the Bible and they, they start reading better. Yeah. God is not going to entrust his glory to the lives of the worldly, carnal-minded Christian. Fleshy-minded Christian. The Old Testament, now see, isn't the Old Testament type and shadow that we should be doing in the new? Except there's no law to it. The law is gone. Okay, the Old Testament priest could not enter the Holy of Holies if he was not properly prepared. And if he went into the glory of God without purifying himself, he died. <laughs> he was gone, burned up. His life was taken. So he could not even stand in that kind of glory. And neither can we. There's going to be a greater manifestation of God's glory in the days ahead, and our lives have to be pure. But see, God, the Holy Spirit will help you. And I... Major things are happening. That's all I can say. In the spirit realm, and it's a time of seriousness, but joy in the Holy Ghost. It's time to stand boldly. It's time to make sure that the spirit of the world doesn't interfere. Make sure the spirit of the world doesn't distract you. Now, you might just think I'm talking about worldly stuff. Honest to God, now don't get mad at me. It can even be politics. You can get so that it's, your focus has gone off the word more. So be careful of that too because that's what happened. You know how I know? Because it happened to me. And at, well, during COVID especially and I was just so mad because I knew right away the day that they said that about those restrictions I said this is communism. Communism is trying to come in because I was a little girl and I heard them talk about it. We learned it in school. That's all they talked about. I was born in 1940. So see, when I was six years old, I was hearing it. <laughs> and um, yeah, they'd teach you. Oh, don't, oh, communism was a totally against Christianity, too. Um, it's not just socialism, it's communism. And that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly why. You know what, all these things, I'm a senior citizen, I see all this stuff on YouTube, who will give you a flex card? I don't want your flex card. You know why? Because I know it's going to cause inflation. <laughs> you know, well, sure, I'd like, sure, I took that $1,200 when they had it at first, we, you know, but, uh, but this is, this is stuff, and free dental, free this, they're going to, they're going to make you go to certain people, and some people will screw up on you at the dentist or at the doctor. When I was a nurse, I had my degree in nursing. I, you know what? They said socialized medicine is going to come in the future. Uh, it's here. It's trying to be here. <laughs> they tell you who to go to. You don't have any other choice. Some of you already have that with insurance. In fact, I know for a fact there's certain doctors that look to see what kind of insurance you got. They'll take you or not take you. Ooh, that is socialized medicine already, isn't it? I didn't know that until I, I didn't know there once his doctor hardly saw us. Okay, but the greatest battle that the church is going to face will be the spirit of conformity. 
Romans 12, 2 says, do not be, put it up there, out of the Amplified. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, let's read it up there. Do not be conformed to this world, to this age, to this age, the era of the world system. Fashioned after it. Adapted to its external, superficial, fake customs. But be transformed and changed by the entire renewal of your mind. How do you do that? Only the Word of God, the Bible. By its new ideals and new attitudes, the Bible has never gotten old. Its advice is perfect. So that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's, you know, you might, you need wisdom about making a decision. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. It's like it says it twice the second time. I, I, I don't know if I'm right or not, but that I just felt like the Lord showed me that that was the plan he had for your life. Whatever plan he had for your life, it's the best. It's the richest. <laughs> okay, there's another translation that says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Don't let it squeeze you into its mold. Okay, put up 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14. I should have known I couldn't give two sermons. <laughs> it's because you talk in between. The, your notes. But I, I'll just tell you what the other one was about and give it another time. Okay. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the holy, holy, holy spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize and have a working knowledge. Comprehend means you, you know how to work it when the rubber meets the road. That you might really realize and really actually apply it to a situation and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truth with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. What's that? Somebody else answer. <laughs> spiritual language. I can tell you what. If you don't have this, you're not going up in the first load. <laughs> I'm almost positive. There will be other chances. Yeah, because he said, will I find faith when I come? It's huge. It's huge. But I'm taking chances saying stuff here. But I know it is. Will I, I mean, the very first time I read that, the read the Bible through, and I, as, will I find faith when I come? Oh! <gasps> Whoa, he means that 
those people who aren't in faith, you know what? It takes faith to receive tongues. And there's a lot of stuff about it. I don't have time to go through all that. Uh, but, okay. But the natural, non-spiritual man, you know, this thing that tries to swell up and all that stuff, you know. The non-spiritual does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. For they are folly. They are meaningless. They're nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned, not head discerned, and estimated and appreciated. So the characteristics of the spirit of the world, oh dear, I have another, 1 John 2, 15, 1 John 2, 15. And those of you who have had that plans, purposes, and pursuits, you ought to get it out again. He actually predicted, uh, I think some of it in that, or is it, was it in, uh, there was another book once I gave all the Ministry of Helps way back. That was way back. 1 John 2, though, verse 15. 15? Yeah. Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, look what it's saying. The love for the Father is not really in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the craving for sensual gratification. Just live together, don't, you know, I, I just yeah. never say that. I mean, I, I, you know, people have been here, but that's okay. I, because I love them, I told them, they never got mad at me. They got married. <laughs> you know what? And it's just, it's just because, it, because you love them. And you don't want that open door to them. And the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind. What can they always get it? And they don't. It's because they follow God. <laughs> it's a huge difference. And the pride of life. Oh, boy. Assurance in one's own resources. And how smart I am. And my degrees. And the stability of my earthly things and my sense of knowing how to do everything. You know what? You can even talk or think without God. Even them, those people, can't. But just give them glory. And they may have you in that, though. We need godly businessmen. We need godly politicians. We need godly people working in a factory. We need them all over the place. We need godly doctors and nurses and all that stuff. But never take the pride for all that stuff. Assurance in one's own resources are the stability of earthly things. Those do not come from the Father, but are of the world itself. But, okay, and the world passes away and disappears, and with it, forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the lust of it. 
But he who does the will of God and carries out his purposes in his life abides and remains forever. And you know what? God will use you. Let's, hey, let's take the world system. It says, what did it say in Ecclesiastes? They're going to work for you, and we're going to gather it up. <laughs> or they're going to even gather it up and hand it over. You know what? So, you know what? Let's, let's be the millionaires. Let's be the think bigger. I've had to tell myself. Okay, so the main characteristics of, of that is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yeah, see, sometimes I've even thought maybe I've had pride because I didn't want walkers. And I didn't want, I mean, sometimes I've, Lord has checked me on that stuff. You kind of, um, you ain't nothing. I ain't. I put on the side here, sex, overindulgence, addictions, overspending, uh, status, worldly re recognition. But you know what? We can be in all those places, though. We should be. So we can bring our light there. Okay, so every worldly desire comes under one of those three categories. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, the Living Bible breaks it down even further, and I wrote it. Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you, for when you love these things, you show that you really do not love God. I mean, you can have them. That doesn't mean you can't have them. You know that. I hope you know that. See that some of us do have stuff. So for all these worldly things, these evil desires, the craze for sex, the ambition to buy everything that appeals to you before you can afford it, <laughs> and the pride that comes from wealth and importance in the world system, those are not from God. God, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can see it so plain now after being in this now, you got to put God first. It's not your ability. You couldn't do it anywhere without him. It's not your business. It's not your anything. He's got to come first. And sometimes it shows up in the decisions we make. He's got to come first because this, you will not be in this grouping. And that's what I want. We, this is what this is for. <laughs> so that's a picture of society. Uh -huh. or, or can you see, oh, I put up here, I put some people aren't ready or they're weary and well-doing. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's going to be 30 years. It was, <laughs> okay, 1993, we started the church. And then in 94, we became like, ordained. I became ordained. The next year, you became ordained. But, uh, but we weren't recognized as a church. And they wanted us to see if we really were a church, which I thought was good. I was all for it. Okay, so, okay. But, it, so, how many is that? 94, somebody quick. Oh, in 24, it would be 30 years. Okay, so it's been 28 years. And you've got, you, you, you get some experience from that. 
And I, I can see it so clear now that you really, you have to really give yourself over. But you know what the kingdom of God is? It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. It isn't that you have to be very spiritual and you never can do anything and have any fun and you can never laugh. In fact, I'm, I'm you know, part of that glory is getting all you laughing. <laughs> And I, I, one of these days, we're going to have a Holy Ghost drunk in here. <laughs> That's what I want. In fact, that was my next thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> once in a while, it comes on like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> some, I didn't. <laughs> I, you know why I looked at you? Because I was thinking about, what's that game you play? And you actually, it's, you figure out something, the word? Yeah. <laughs> well, it isn't charades, though, because in this one you can talk. And you, it's a word, and you've got to describe it but not say the word. And for some reason, we couldn't get it straight to Ken that he could talk. <laughs> and it was a chocolate, it was a chocolate milkshake. And you know what he was trying to do? He was going... I could not stop laughing. I was, I said, Ken, you can talk. <laughs> Say cow or something. <laughs> See, if you said cow, you'd probably say milk, but then you would get uh, color, you know. And then they would say chocolate. <laughs> not him. He's going. <laughs> like this. <laughs> anyway, honestly, I, I rolled on the floor at, my, at, at John's house one Christmas because I, I couldn't, oh my gosh. <laughs> they looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> okay, so anyway, but you know, maybe, so, okay, you can get weary and well-doing. You can get burned out. Because after 30 years, I thought we'd have more people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But then preachers will come in and say that, that no, it's, it's the fruit. You got the fruit. The people got the fruit. You know, there's all kinds of finances. Get your finances in order. You know, um, whatever. Okay, so, okay, 2 Timothy 2.22. I should have waited till the end of the sermon. <laughs> Make 
One of these days, we're going to have the whole church rolling on the floor. <laughs> Not every time, because you need the word, but let's, let's go back. That stuff used to happen at the old church. It really did. <laughs> but see, that was because the charismatic movement was still, still op, you know, kind of... Then Kenneth Hagin died, and it seemed like it... <laughs> I know people would say, you know, some of these churches, they're, they're laughing and, and there's stuff happening. And get it, I, and I went, oh, yeah. And it was happening in our church, even though it was just down there at the old cross from the airport. I could tell you stories about being kind of drunk in the spirit and, and like going and Ken's driving. And it's like, I went, oh, I can't. Red light. Red light turn, <laughs> cop. I said, cop. Red light turn, <laughs> that fast. <laughs> and he did turn. I mean, he could do a right turn, but I went. He was going to go right through it. <laughs> and sure enough, the cop came after us, but we were off, off to the side. And, <laughs> and then you have to, you know, he was. He said, oh, you know, and, and Ken opens the back window. <laughs> Presses the <laughs> and we were, I was still laughing. We were still laughing. I couldn't stop it. And, and you know what he did? He started laughing with us. It actually went right out the window on him. And he went, oh, oh you guys are sure happy. And, I, and he never gave us, he didn't even give us a warning. <laughs> Nothing. I'm looking at Lonnie because he's a sheriff. <laughs> He, it actually went off on him. I'll just, I just remember times down there. Like, oh my gosh. Yes, I saw somebody flip over a chair because they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am literally, and it was those white chairs that we have in there. And they went, and the, yeah, and the chair collapsed. <laughs> But they got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then his wife got mad because she called her mother in California and said, that's not of God, oh, brother. And then there was a big thing, and nobody would listen to me because everybody was talking at once. And I was, I, boy, I tell you, there are stories after stories, but people would get filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and that's all got to be again. That's when the glory comes. That is a part of the glory. Even the laughing is. And then people get healed and, and made free. So just get ready. <laughs> okay, so actually we'll, we'll read it now. Oops, okay, oops. Shun, shun useful lust and flee from them and aim at and pursue righteousness. That is virtuous, good, right living, conformity to the will of God and thought, word, and deed. And aim at and pursue faith, love, and peace. You know what? Just think what those mean, though. Ooh, faith is trusting. Love is real. Love, love will correct you in a kind way. Peace. Oh, that's my... Ugh. 
Peace, so your body heals. <laughs> Harmony and concord with others. In fellowship with all Christians who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Pure heart. But refuse, shut your mind against, have nothing to do with trifling, ill-informed, unedifying, stupid <laughs> controversies over ignorant questionings. For you know that they foster strife and breed quarrels. And the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, fighting and contending. Instead, he must be kind, kindly to everyone and mild-tempered, preserving the bond of peace. He must be a skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing and willing to suffer wrong. He must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness, in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and come to know the truth and, and acknowledge it, and that they may come to their senses and escape out of the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do God's will. And that one, pray for your kids. God, I pray that they, are, they escape out of the snare of the devil, that they will no longer be held captive by him, and that they will be free to do the will and plan of God for their life. I say that all the time. See, in, it, in chapter 3, we won't read it, but you read it, this, in the last days, we're in a perilous times. They're, I mean, inflation and all that stuff, but God can take care of us. See, run from anything that gives you evil thoughts. Stay close to anything that makes you want to do right. Enjoy the companionship of those who love the Lord and have pure hearts. So in the King James, it says, follow righteousness, faith, love, says charity, but peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Resist that spirit of the world and, and even the focus that you might have on it. Fight the good fight of faith. Use, you know why it's a good fight? Because it's already won by Jesus. Use the word of God. Be a watchman. Be ready. Be on guard. Be faithful. Be diligent. Be serious about your walk with the Lord. He wants, he wants his glory to fill the earth. And because you, when you go somewhere, you exude that glory comes out and that's how it's going to get filled. As the waters cover the seed, and you're the ones who's going to bring it. Did you know that we're the ones who are going to put everything under the devil, I mean, under Jesus' feet? We're the ones that are supposed to put the devil under Jesus' feet. He went to heaven. He ascended. Now we've got work to do. You don't just become a Christian and be blah, 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 just live half in the world. See, when I say that, you can. You can be half in the world and half out. See, get ready because that glory is coming. Now, it involves so much more. <laughs> I can give you 10 other sermons. <laughs> which, okay. There is a... <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, you want to stay here all day? I don't. No. I'll tell you what, and I'll do a tiny bit of this. Uh, I should just have... Okay, there, there is an absolute priceless value in being able to... Pray in tongues. First of all, it's a prayer language. When you don't know how to pray for people, 
like that car accident that happened right by our house that I always tell you about, and, the, and the, it was a stick shift, and it was sticking in his lungs. And, I mean, you know what? I was the only one in the neighborhood that prayed. I mean, they didn't know how to pray. So I just went over there and prayed in tongues, and I didn't care what anybody thought of me. And you, you know what? <laughs> Everybody kind of avoids this in the neighborhood anyway. But anyway, so you know what? It, it, it's a, in 1 Corinthians 14, too, which you could put up there, not out of the Amplified, though. Put it in King James. Okay. It's actually a hotline to God. Like the president has a red telephone when it is straight to him. The devil cannot understand what he is saying, what you are saying. God understands you, and you are praying a perfect prayer. So when I prayed for them, not knowing what I should pray, you know what I mean? You don't know all the circumstances. You don't know when somebody's dying of something or what's behind it. You pray in tongues. And I didn't care. I prayed in tongues for that kid. And he did live. Right, right. And even, even, the, even the doctor let us, sit. I mean, he just said, I'm, I'm going to go out of here. You guys just keep praying. Okay, but see, it's a hotline to God. It's an audience with God. And honestly, the only way you can ever talk to God is from your spirit, man. You don't talk to him from your head. It's from your spirit. But see, when your heart's really in it, like say before you were a Christian, say, God, I, I just really want, I really want to come to know you. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, God, it's coming out of your heart, your spirit. Okay. So see, what else happens, I'm going to do this real quick some of this and get in detail another time. Divine secrets, when you pray in tongues, you're, you're saying divine secrets. Guess what? You start reading the Bible, you start understanding it. That's what makes you understand the Bible. You already prayed that out, and God says, oh, that's what you mean. And you'll be obedient. You'll be in the right place the right time all the time, too. That's the key right there. Yep. So, <laughs> um, see, your spirit, spirit, okay, well, yeah, what else? Um, there's, oh, it edifies you when you're down and out and exhausted, except sometimes so exhausted I can't pray sometimes I just want to go to bed. <laughs> but it, it will edify, it will lift you up higher and higher and higher like an edifice, and you're, you know, things don't seem as bad. Um, uh, there's just so many things. Um, you know what? You know what? I I forgot my phone, and I also even kept it. And I went, oh, nuts, I forgot my phone. Good, thank you. Ooh, that's, that's exactly what I wanted. Okay, benefits of long hours in tongues. Sharpens your spiritual sense. You become much more spiritually sensitive. It brings light into your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotion. Just think, it's your mind, your intellect. It's your will, what you will, and it's your emotions. Your emotions are supposed to be tapered off to that. Okay, it forces manifestation. 
forces the manifestation of your answer. It, it charges up your kinetic power bank. What's kinetic? What would kinetic? Oh, energy. Sure. Your kinetic. That's right. Your kinetic power bank. It makes you more energetic. Honestly, it does because I've tried it and it works. It brings about supernatural acceleration and speed. In other words, you want something like money, supernatural money, supernatural healing. It's accelerated with more speed, supernatural healing after surgery. See, see, now I can't take credit like, well, I got, I gave a need surgery, and I one day, and I gave away the, yeah, that wasn't me, that was God, because I had prayed and prayed and prayed and spoke in tongues, listened to stuff all night long, even in the hospital, on the internet or on a, a computer. Supernatural acceleration and speed, like of surgery or whatever. You find yourself acting out divine leadings unconsciously. You do, and you go, whoa, that wasn't me, but you just unconsciously did it. It keeps your body healthy. Now you know I haven't been praying in tongues enough. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even thought of that until I told you. It's easier to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit with more accuracy. And what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? So there's nine of them. So tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. And then there's a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. That's six of them. Working of miracles, that means where there's no hand, a hand will grow out. That's the working of miracles. Yeah. The uh, gifts of healings, certain gifts that are healings, cancer. You know, some people have that endowment, that gift of they lay hands on people and just like that. Um, and, the, um, and the gift, wait a minute, special faith, the gift of faith, yes. And a super, super natural faith, yeah, where you're just, you know, you could probably, I always say you could probably lift a tractor off of somebody when it fell on top of them. I think I operated in that once way back when that kid was, had a broken leg and it was no longer broken. <laughs> so that was actually the working, mm, it was a lot of stuff. Because <laughs> I never even thought of that at the time. Uh, when I was teaching school. Never thought of it until years and years and years later. And we are going to be teaching on them maybe in that next Bible study too. We've got to get into this because we want that glory. Okay. Um, you position yourself to become a special purpose vehicle for special divine purposes on earth. Intercession for the United States. Intercession for people that are dying. You know, or, or like, let's say a mother with, with a, just had a baby or something, she's bleeding to death. I, all kinds of things. I've heard of all kinds of wonderful stories. Um, and you intercede for people, places, and situations you are not even aware of. In World War II, they were, they were uh, interceding for those, those ones that had been taken prisoners by the Nazis. And that was a horrible place to be. 
and they had visions of them. They actually had visions. I'm talking Billy Brim and the good ones and those people from way back. True stories. And they, this guy actually came back and he said that they had him somehow so that just like all your bones were being pulled apart. And he, your bones, whatever it was, and I could, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> That's one of the worst pains there is. And, um, and he said, I could hear this guy screaming in pain all night long. And then I found out it was me. <laughs> but they had been praying for him. And they talked to him afterwards. It's just stuff like that. You know, uh, you're interceding. Well, I was interceding for that kid. I was praying for him. I didn't know what to pray. <laughs> for sure, you know, I didn't know. But I knew I could see it stuck in there. Um, in situations you're not even aware of, people in many, many countries away, people in prison. Mm -hmm. Somebody said you're praying for somebody in communist China. That was before the wall. Yeah, you know what? That's what I wanted. That would have been, yeah, much faster. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, oops. Okay, well, I, I am done. Um, I'm also going to, and I don't, you, I don't get stuff this much, and I got this a while back. I can't say I got this, but, and I didn't write the date on it. This is an old, older notebook. Come up higher, and I'll set you on fire. Wade in the deep, and I'll cause your spirit to leap. Consume yourself in me, and I will set you free. I promise abundance in promise. How high can you go? With wings like an eagle, I'll cause you to soar above the storms and above the roar. <laughs> I know it. It, it, it. It's just hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's um, okay. I, I'm just going to ask if there's anyone in here today that you would want to maybe rededicate your life to the Lord or if you would want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you're not with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues and I understand it's late but I I just think I have to say that so um, we're just going to ask you that don't be afraid and I'm asking you to come forward if there is Everybody says they want to go. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know what? Some of you, let's just start praying in the Spirit. Let's pray. Uromaha Shefatia Nedeva City, Uremaha Sekebori, a Sebekia, so Urebash Pestia, Tatono, not a Bacayate, Ushina Bacas Fronde. Sidi 
sinner hasipeti, nene vason va andreti, vaspedo ala vakestro, e shiso kose kileata, sete vana matia sata, inda farastiso holopeta krias poroto tete, shosakata te, farasi ote tete, holopeti farata stiata parapasete, inda vakavrastia holopeta vastete koriata te. Well, Father, I thank you. I praise you, Lord God. You know what? This is something you have to be born again to do it. Born again first. And really, the reason you are even born again, you receive Jesus in your heart, and you believe it in your heart, and you have to say it with your mouth, Jesus, come and live into my heart. And when you do that, and you really mean it, then the Holy Spirit does come in, but he prepares your heart, your spirit man becomes new, absolutely new. It was black before that, it turns to light. And, and you become a new creation in Christ. You belong to, it even says you belong to a new nation. That nation, a new kingdom, and that kingdom is never going to pass away. That kingdom of God, never, ever, ever, ever. And the thing about it too, it says in Colossians, uh, Colossians 1, 13, and it says you're translated. You're, uh, you're even, it says one other, uh, conveyed, like in a conveyor belt from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear, to the kingdom of light. And in other words, we are earth beings were ambassadors were ambassadors walking on this earth but we are walking in the kingdom of God where in the kingdom of God there is no depression or lack or sickness or disease but see we have to get to that point God is trying to make us so pure I'm not kidding you this is what it's going to entail and you're going to love it, though. It even says in Colossians 1.3, it says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And there's another translation that says that everything that heaven already enjoys is ours to enjoy on earth. Where well, we ain't there. But see, praying in tongues brings that more spirit, spiritual. And, and it, it can heal you. I mean, that's, it's just, God, he's given us that special gift. And the reason you even got born again is because it prepares that wine, new wineskin to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 1, it's right in the Bible. It says it gives you power and it gives you boldness. It does, it gives you power and it gives you boldness. And see, you're operating in the kingdom of God. Do you, are you asking, oh, okay, do you want, oh, come on up. Okay, so we, somebody, it does, it gives you power. It, it there's so much to it and there's nothing to it. You, you are, well, you come here, sweetie. Yeah, you're already born again, right? Yeah, and you didn't even have it. Okay, so it's okay. 
whatever's comfortable for you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Good, she's happy. Yeah, you can, you can deal too. It's, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, okay. But, okay, so the only thing you have to do is want it. And you want it, apparently, don't you, Heather? Well, yes, when he wants to give it. No, no, he'll give it to you if you want it. See, you're going to ask for it. Now, here's another thing with this whole thing, and I know because I've led many, many people right at the beginning. Okay, I'm going to tell you my own story, or did you hear it once? I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I first got born again and never, ever heard of it. And I was in the bathtub. I have four kids. They were all at home, and I was it's close to Christmas, three weeks before Christmas. I was taking a bubble bath, and I locked the door, but I was... I was worshiping God. I was going, hallelujah, hallelujah, praising the Lord from my heart. I was so happy that I was born again. <laughs> I mean, I was. And all of a sudden, I went, I went, what? I can't even remember looking at the where you turn the water on. I'm going, what? <laughs> and, I th and it actually sounded like, like, from Africa or something and I don't know a few weeks later somebody told me that 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 you know that you could have a prayer language that you didn't understand what you were saying but but it would help you to understand the Bible and you could pray for people oh there's there's so many benefits you fall directly to God that's huge right the devil cannot understand it and it helps you to grow spiritually and understand, oh, so many things. And, um, and I thought, that's what happened to me. And if I could sing at them, I could talk at them. So I went by myself, though, because it seemed private. So, okay, so let, okay, I'm going to just say a prayer with you and you ask God. Okay, say, Father God, Father God, I have received you as my Lord and Savior. I received you as my Lord and Savior. And now I want to be filled to the fullness with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Okay, and now I want to tell you this. You know, raise your hands and just kind of start worshiping him the more. See, sometimes you can actually feel. See, the anointing is here. I can feel it. I can feel that anointing. Going into, yes. And but you have to do something. The Holy Spirit won't force you. you. You open your tongue. Just start moving your tongue. I'll, I'll pray it with you and the rest of you can. The rest of you go that are. Open your mouth wide. No, no. Just, just start. Just say anything. Thank you, God. There it is. There it is. Go on. You don't have to say that. Let your tongue go up and down. 
See, it's Jesus who's baptizing you, filling you. It's Jesus is the baptizer. You got it. You got it. There's something going on. So do you got words? So do you got words? Do you think that you could, did you feel it? Can you feel it bruising up into your tongue? Yes, and yeah. it feels weird. But that's what sure does to all of us. That's right, it feels weird. That was it. That's okay. It seems weird, but but it's not. It, it's And you were definitely affected. He told me to come up. So. Yes, he did. Okay. I want to because I'm shy. Well, I know it. I didn't want to miss it. No. Amen. See, oh, you're so sweet. She didn't want to miss it. I know it. See, that's a hunger for more. Definitely. Praise God. We'll give you a, do we have a booklet? Uh, we're going to give you a booklet explaining it. And, you know, I, many times I've taught on it, and maybe next week, I don't know, we'll see what the Lord does. Anyway, so I, I guess this is, we're done. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Oh, pastor's appreciation. 